to always hear him when he speaks. We're going to stay as long as we can today. No beating the Baptists to <laughs> restaurant today. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> We're staying here now, kidding. <laughs> I titled this message, Living for God in a Godless World. Living for God in a Godless World. Today, the pressure is on. And and a lot of Christians have compromised. Most likely not because they really want to compromise. They just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to them anymore. And so they compromise because what makes sense to the world does usually not make sense to the believer. And what makes sense to the believer doesn't make sense to the world. First Corinthians chapter 2, God tells us, I believe it's uh, 14, maybe that scripture there, it's been a while. It says, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. He cannot know them. So we have to understand as Christians, things are getting away from the way Christianity ought to be. And it's beginning to seem this is the way it is. Jesus had a lot of words for us. We need to understand we have to make a stand. If you are going to follow God, you have to surrender everything. There are things in the scriptures that we really need to know as Christians. First thing that God, Jesus wanted us to know, you are as a Christian going to be hated. Jesus was specific about, he talked about this over and over again. That the Christian must understand, you will be hated. You will be misunderstood. Your ways may be considered evil. We have to know this. And so he warned us. He says, and you will be hated, Jesus telling you, you will be hated by all men. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. All for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Amen. I thought I'm already saved. Why will be saved enduring to the end? Your salvation right now, the fact that you have received Christ, is a down payment Amen. for the ultimate salvation. He says, you must endure to the end. In other words, pressure will come into your life. We need to recognize that. Today, all we hear is, God meet my needs. Let me feel good. Let my family feel good. I want this car. I want this house. All of that's good. But Jesus said, the pressure is going to be on you and you will have a desire To want to give up. And so he says, I'm telling you this, so you know it. Know it. This is what it is. In John 15, verse 18, it says, if the world hates you. So it's clear, if you are a Christian, you are going to be hated. And if you live in the United States, I've listened to politicians, I can tell. It's easy for me to understand. They don't like us. They don't like our ways. There is a hatred towards believers. And it's all over the world. It says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. In other words, you and Christ... They don't hate you because of you. They hate you because 
of who you represent. Because of the one that's living in you. They see him in you. They hated him and they'll hate you. But also there were some that loved him. And they will also love you. And what Jesus did, he never went to those that hated him. It was not, Jesus never had a dinner with Caiaphas, the high priest. He stayed where he was celebrated. He stayed with the people that accepted him. He didn't go looking for them. He knew he was hated. He didn't bother with those who hated him. He stayed with his own bed. When he's with them, he let them know what, he believe, what is right. Even if, when they don't want to hear it, he never hung around with them. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before he, it hated you. If you were of the world, if you were of the world, that says if you are a Christian, God doesn't consider you part of this current world. And you need to recognize that. If you were of the world, the world will love you. Yet because you are not of the world, he confirms it. I am not of the world. You as a Christian, you don't belong to the world and you don't need the ways of the world. You don't need to live your life following what the world is saying. This is the guidebook to live your life. Even if they don't like it, this is how I'm going to live my life. The world's way is passing away. This way is eternal. And I've got to stay with this. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you. I chose you. You were chosen out of the world. You are that special to God. God handpicked you. They will hate you. Because you are a child of promise. It's very clear. And there's a reason Jesus said, and we're coming to that scripture, he said, from the beginning, I didn't tell you. He was talking to his disciples. I didn't tell you this before. But what they did to the master, that's what they're going to do to you. If they call him a devil, they will also call you a devil. That's what we say. And Christians, in many cases, we're not told that these days. But we need to know this. So that when these things happen to you, I didn't say if. I said when these things happen to you, you know. Because you are not of the world. Therefore the world hates you. I'd like to first go to John chapter 16. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. I'm letting you know of these things so that you don't waver. I'm making you know of these things ahead of time. And if you read the scripture, Jesus said to them, at the beginning, I didn't tell you this. But I have to tell you this because he was going to go to the cross. So, I want you to know this, so that you will not be made to stumble. Who is going to make you stumble? The devil. Making you wonder, I don't know about this thing. A lot of people have heard testimonies. People have changed. They were born again Christians. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now they attack Christians. On Facebook and all of that. And you wonder... This person was raised. What happened here? They didn't get the facts. They didn't know the truth. They were made to stumble. So Jesus says, I'm telling you now, so you will not be made to stumble by the enemy. They will put you out of the synagogue. In other words, they don't want anything to do with you. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you, will think that he offers God's service. That's what is happening. 
They consider themselves good. Because they allow everybody to be themselves. Gays can marry, marry who you love and all of that kind of stuff. I'm a good person because I, I allow all of this. And bef- there is the pressure of even ministers are afraid to speak. Because as soon as the word comes out of your mouth, I, I think, I don't believe that gay people should get married. They call you a hater. And who wants to be called a hater? You want everybody to like you. They call you homophobic. I like the way Michael says it. Michael says, so, hey, when they ask him a question, he says, so you are homophobic? He says, yeah, I am. <laughs> and they don't know what to do with a man that admits that he's homophobic. But that's what's happening today. When they come against you, they feel, and believe me, they really feel like they're doing what's right. And you, you're wrong. And the young people are buying into it. And that's what Jesus talked about. The time is going to come when these things, the people will call good evil and evil good, and you don't want to be spoken against. You want to be on the good side, what everybody's saying, and that's a dangerous place to be. It's a dark place to be. The consequence of going that way is so grave. If God will open your eyes just for a second to see what's going to happen to these individuals, uh, you will run from that place. But Jesus said, I'm telling you this, so you know. So you know. They will do these things to you. He says in verse 3, these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father or me. So this is going to happen to you. Christians have to understand, when I was back in... uh, in Africa, I've shared with the people, where is the place of suffering for the believer? Where is the place of suffering? It's not all, the, I mean, all we're concerned, give me this, God, give me that. I want comfort. God wants you comfortable. God wants to meet all your needs. Not being able to buy or to own That's not God's will. God will take care of that. But Jesus also talked about you suffering. You have to go through this. Every one of us is there in the scriptures. And the Bible says teaching them to observe all things. Right? Observe all things. They should be taught everything. And Paul said, whatever was profitable for you, I didn't hold back. I let you know them. And we should. Ministers should. This is real. The passion for Christ to serve God without compromise. If you really understand the coming of Jesus, what that means for the human soul, you will never be on the other side. I'm sure that Peter, they saw it. And the passion was there. For Christ to lay everything down. Even your own reputation. Success and everything. They left everything to follow Jesus. Life didn't matter to them. They just wanted to please God. Not go to church. Please Him. And they knew, they had this understanding that there is life after this life. And they went to Jesus. We want to know who is going to be at your right hand and your left. They saw beyond this natural life. They knew they would die. And God has spread that to us. And you are a believer. You should hold on to this. Because you have something that is more precious than gold. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. But there is suffering. Peter said to Jesus in John 13 verse 37, Lord, why can't I, why can't I, why can I not follow you now? Because Jesus says, where I'm going, you can't follow me now. 
He says, why not? I'll go with you. And then he declared to Jesus, I will lay down my life for your sake. I ask you this question this morning. Will you be willing to lay down your life? That was before he got filled with the Holy Spirit. But his heart was made up. No wonder he was forgiven when he denied. For the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. He was forgiven. He was willing to lay down his life. He could care less for what we have with him, along with him. Even if he had to die, he could care less. At least from his words. A little criticism, even at the place of work, we're already making up. I, I really didn't mean that. Oh, sure, you meant it. So uncomfortable. Paul said, he said to them, they, they were crying when he was going to Jerusalem. He says, well, they're going to, they're going to bind you there. And Paul, they were all sorry. They were crying. Paul said, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by weeping and, and breaking my heart? For I am ready. I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem. See? The passion. And I tell myself, and every one of you, think about it. Is going, Paul is going to be in the same heaven that you're going. How passionate are you? What are you willing to give up for him? Some people argue a lot about drinking or not drinking. Silly stuff. If it's going to stop me from a good relationship with Christ, forget it. Even if it's right to do it. I'll let it go. These guys were willing to give in anything for his sake. They were ready for discomfort. No big deal. For them. I want the same kind of spirit that was in them. To be in me and in you. And we will, people will see the passion in our lives for God. And when they see that he's beautiful. They may curse you out. But they know they want it. They know they want it. Suffering for Christ is a calling for every believer. The Bible is very clear. I'm not talking about suffering, not having money to eat. Or buy food to eat. That's not what we're talking about. That the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God promised to meet our needs. That's not what he's talking about. But if you follow Christ, if you are really vocal and you're standing for Christ and standing for righteousness, you have people that will come against you. You will. You will. And if you've never had that, I will encourage you, go and find out what's going on with my life. Something I need to know. Believe me, it's true. I was reading somewhere, Kent, I'm still trying to locate where I read it, about Martin Luther, the reformer. He had people that worked with him, and some of them were being killed, and they, he was still around. He was, they said he was troubled. He said, God, is something wrong with my life. How come these other guys, they work for me and under me, they are being killed for their faith and, and, and you don't want me to die? What's going on? We have to be willing to surrender everything for him. Listen to what Jesus said. Mark 8 verse 34 it says, when he had called the people to himself. Now first, the people, including his disciples. His disciples also. He said to them, whoever desires to come after me. How many desire to come after him today? Do you know what he wants you to take? He wants you. Let him deny himself first. First. 
<laughs> or the way we have it, die to yourself. If you die, <laughs> a dead person is not offended, right? You cannot offend if, uh, I mean a dead person. You can slap him ten times. He, he's not going to respond. With time, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's what Jesus said. Many times I've wondered. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 19, there was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus. And uh, he says, what can I do to enter into the kingdom of God? Jesus said, I want you to go home, sell everything that you have, give to the poor, <laughs> and become poor, and come and follow me. I wonder how we, how we will take that. If, he, if Jesus said that to you this morning, what would you do? Some people will immediately say, I know that's not from God. That's the devil. You mean sell everything that I worked for? All my life, I give it away and come and follow you. But that's what he was asking. There is a suffering that we have to suffer. Let me share something with you from the scriptures here. It's part of Christianity. Part of Christianity. It says in Romans 8 verse 16, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. How many children of God do we have here this morning? All of us, children of the living God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of, of God and joint heirs with Christ. In other words, we inherit together with Christ. Whatever Jesus has, that's mine as well. We are joint heirs with Christ. Listen, then it says, if indeed, we what? So what has inheritance got to do with suffering? Think about it. I have to suffer with him. If indeed, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified together. Suffering is part of Christianity. It come to you. In my time, when I got saved, I, didn't, I, I had read Matthew, so I knew those scriptures. Blessed are you when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. I thought, those for the saints that are gone by. They're gone. Not too long after I got saved, I started having people, I mean, my friends were gone. They wanted nothing to do with me. Because the same guys who will always want me to buy beer for them, now will buy beer for me for free. And I said, no, I don't want that stuff. And I don't want this other stuff. I don't do this stuff anymore. They were angry. It got so bad, I had to move from home. Because it was getting to a place where they were going to... My own brothers were ready to fight. They were not happy with me. And for me, it baffled me. It baffled me. I couldn't understand it. But then I found this scripture. Amen. Listen. He says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Say something at work when they are saying something against the will of God and you know it's right. Don't just be quiet. Maybe because you think they'll fire you. But if God gave you that job, no one can fire you. And if they fire you, that business goes down. Amen. He said, sure. They can't fire you. They didn't give you the job. God gave you the job. And they'll know. Even while they're criticizing you somewhere in their heart, they know. I wish I could be just like this man. Bold. That's how I got saved. The man who brought me to Christ, he, he, was, he came to the conference. 
what I saw in him, he was being persecuted. They'll curse him out. He's, I've said this here before. He'll be singing, I know heaven is mine. I know that heaven is mine. I was taught nobody can know that heaven is his or hers. Uh, you have to hope that you get there. But this fellow knew he was going there. And he sang. He didn't have a good voice, but he sang anyway. And they cursed him out. And I started watching him. He'll get back to, with his fellow teachers, including me. And I noticed the guys that really gave him a hard time. And I'm thinking, and I was watching. He's not going to talk to them. He's laughing with them and joking with them. And I thought, he couldn't be human. He came from heaven or something. That's the way I thought. And I loved him. And he said, I made the mistake of telling him, I really like to live my life the way you live. And he says, oh, good luck. You can be like me. I said, no, 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 no. Uh, not me. I can't, I can't be like you. And my mistake, after I told him that, he wouldn't let me alone. He kept inviting me to church every time. He, says, he, he, kept, he kept after me. But that's what it is. The scripture here says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. So every time they say something bad about you, you are blessed. Thank you for blessing me today. Hallelujah. Yeah. You just blessed me by cursing me out for speaking in the name of Jesus. And you know Jesus cannot lie, right? So I have, I have nothing to lose. You are making it good for me. Blessed are you. Not going to be, but blessed. Listen. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's settled. Blessed are you. That means here. Amen. When. I didn't say if. When. So every Christian, he is going to when persecuted. He got to go through it. That was the thing that let me know. My name is written in the book of life. They don't like me anymore. They say bad stuff about me these days. You know, I'm so proud. Thank God for my wife. We were in a situation where there was it's politics stuff. You know, people gather around. But my wife was taking a very serious stand. That's not what everybody liked, but she was, she was at it. And I kept my mouth shut, and I was saying, go after it, honey, it's great. Just go get them. They didn't like it. He, he tells us here, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. If it's right, uh, I said falsely, okay? If they are saying what's right, bad about you, uh, repent. Okay? Don't say they are persecuting me for Jesus' sake when you are acting bad. Coming to work very late and now they say, you say you're a Christian and you come late. They are persecuting me. No, no. It's not for his sake. It's for your sake. No blessing. No blessing. Forget the blessing. Repent and do what's right. But when you're doing right and they 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 are coming after you, Jesus said, you are blessed. When they are doing it against you falsely for my sake. He says, rejoice. So after they've cursed you out, find another room and start rejoicing. And please don't let them see you rejoicing. Say, why are you so happy? Uh, Because you cursed me out. He says, rejoice. And be exceedingly glad. Hey, I wish all Christians did that. The unbelievers will say they have completely lost their minds. I'm telling you, they are crazy, cuckoo, crazy. These people stay away from them. 
And they'll tell their children, you see that boy over there? Please don't go near him. Uh, You are blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. I remember my own time. The same thing. Parents were telling them, stay away from him. I remember Peter got saved. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. I never had fight. The mother, you read in scripture where people scream after you and curse you out. That's what happened to me in the streets. I figured that everybody around me thought, this man, he's lost. Something is not right in his life. But I knew the scripture. Listen to what he says. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So when they persecuted me, they just made me a prophet. Okay? You want to read it? It's right up there. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What does that make me? A prophet. So I'm glad you just made me a prophet. This is wonderful. He's there in the scriptures. And prophets get reward from God. I read the story of Paul and Silas. They were preaching the gospel. Paul and Silas preaching the gospel. And the healing the sick. Just because you heal the sick and you do that, you say, I thought everybody would be celebrating them. It's funny. One minute they say, let's worship you, your God. The next minute they want to kill them. Why? Because they are not of the world. Just as you are not of the world. But the good thing is they can't hurt you. Because Jesus said, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, who can bring a charge against the child of God, the elect? He says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So I have nothing to fear. I can be myself. I can challenge them and tell them, you're wrong. You're wrong. In the last day, you will face Jesus face to face. Then tell him then. Yes, I can tell them. They preach the gospel. And then it says the magistrate, everybody tore their robes and got them. I'm just paraphrasing. You can read the scripture in in, um, Acts chapter 16, beginning from verse 22 to 24. They put them in, in, in prison. But I like this, verse 25. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. At midnight, when you are suffering for God, for God and it seems like midnight, there's not a time to complain. It's time to sing praise. Because before long, whatever prison Satan has put, put you in is going to be shaken. And your chains, whatever chains is put on your life, are going to be broken. Listen to what it says. Midnight, even if they put you aside and you're feeling sad, that's the time to start praising God. That's what they do. You know what some people would do in our time? They would say like, uh, uh, Silas now talking to Paul. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul says, uh, Silas, can we, what's that song again? Let's sing praise. I don't feel like singing right now. And he goes, Paul, can you please help me understand this? We are doing God's will, right? We were preaching the gospel. Why did God allow them to beat us? That's what people will say. But it's part of your faith. Suffering. Suffering is part of your faith. When they come against you and they don't understand you, they speak bad about you, 
call you to his name. Sometimes you are putting your finger on something that's going on. That God's working in your life has, is not true with it yet. They'll find that and they, they make, you, make it very painful for you. It's time to give thanks to God. It's time to thank God and stay steady. And don't allow yourself to be moved. Because God will turn things around for your sake. They were pray, praising God at midnight. And he says, the prisoners listen to them. And I'm thinking, the prisoners are thinking, hey, these guys just got, I mean, they beat them so bad. How did they have this energy to start singing? They are not mad at the God who allowed this to happen. But then, before long, there was an earthquake. And not only their chains, that Paul and Silas' chains were broken, every prisoner, every prisoner had their chains broken. When you go through suffering for Christ, it's not just your chains that will be broken, everyone around you will be set free. Amen. Their chains were broken. They could care less about the suffering. That's where we want God to place us. When God honors you with suffering for his sake. And he says, I know he can handle it for me. For the kingdom of God's sake. There is no greater honor than that. In whatever form it comes. What we need to do is surrender solely to God. No matter what comes my way, I will serve God. Just like Daniel. Don't pray, I will put you in lion's den. Then put me in lion's den. I will pray to my God. That's what it is all about. Their chains were broken. Every one of them. I'm sure they listened to them singing. And they knew because of their singing and their praising of God. I'm sure they've heard about some of the miracles that they did. They knew God came in there and broke their chains. There is no way for them to explain it. But singing broke chains. And when the jailer came in, he thought, they're all gone. Now my job is not safe and my life's not safe. That was their time. He was going to lose his life. And Paul says, don't do yourself any harm. Don't kill yourself. We're all still here. Can you imagine? All the criminals still stay behind. You know what will happen in the world? Their chains are broken. The guard's not there. They're gone. But they were so amazed by what God had done. They stayed put. Amen. They stayed put. And the man asked, what can I do to get saved? And Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your house. Your house. Let me encourage some of us here. If you have family members that are not saved, especially immediate family members, they don't have a choice. Scripture says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your house. So you are part of my house. That's why I, we didn't care about, we don't have to pray about our children getting saved. They are already saved. They belong to my house. And Jesus is the Lord of my house. They are going to serve God. It was funny, we saw the manifestation. My wife and I talked about it. Those kids on Sunday morning, they are ready, ready to go to church. And we were pastors just starting the church over there. They are ready to go. Omar uh, told you, Grace, they said, Daddy, you guys have to hurry now. We don't want to be late. And then I said, well, I'm feeling like telling them, you guys, why you keep bothering me? We still have time. I'm the pastor, you know. I'm still the pastor. <laughs> don't hurry me up. I, but, but their heart was there. Amen. Because we are taking that scripture. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So I am that part. I'm that he came into my family. We are blessed. 
But we're willing to suffer for him. We're willing to suffer for the one who gave us the blessing. We're willing. I'm going to close with this. Let me read this first. Uh, that's Colossians chapter 1 verse 24. I want to read this for you in, in um, the New Century Version. The New Century Version. Because Paul, before this has said, it says, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. That's where most people stop. But I also want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. So there is fellowship in his sufferings with God. But this is what Paul said. I am happy in my sufferings for you. Not, notice it's not capitalized. Not God. For you. I am happy in my sufferings for you. There are things that Christ must still suffer. Through his body, the church. All those rejections were spoken at him. We still need to. And then he says, I am accepting in my body my part of these things that must be suffered. And he's not talking about sickness. Because by his stripes, we were healed. He's not talking about want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He shall supply all our needs. That's not what he's talking about. It's persecution. Everyone who will live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. That's the first thing that will let a man know. My name is written in heaven. Because when people start coming against you, sometimes relatives, close friends, when that starts happening, don't think it's strange. The reason is God has endorsed you. That's all that is. And if you accept it, and God sees your heart, just like Peter, the rest of them accepted it, now God says, I can do business with this person. I can do business with this person. God wants to do business with you. You think too little of yourself. Today, I want you to surrender to him. And say, no matter what comes my way. I'm not talking about want. I need to emphasize that. It's not, it's not, you are not suffering when you can't feed your kids. That's not God's will. That's not what I'm talking. But speaking out for God. And being unafraid. And people don't like you at your place of work. That's what I'm talking about. But they can hurt you. Because God is for you. No one can be against you. I want every one of us to surrender today. If we surrender to God today, you watch what God will do with us. That's all we need to do. You know, this message I'm preaching to you, it's just God just gave him to me. I want you to talk to my people about this. You just don't want to speak a message to make people, no, no, this, this is come. I believe it's from the Father's heart and for you today. And I want, all we need to do is surrender. That I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go. Even if nobody goes with me. They used to sing that song. Even if no one goes with me. I'm going. Who will go with us today? Who will go with us today? That's the question. Who will go all the way with Christ? Who will follow him to the cross? Who will do that today? God's speaking to you today. And I'm asking you. As his servant, surrender. Surrender everything. You won't miss it. Whatever you miss, he'll replace with something better. But surrender today. All eyes closed. Heads bowed before God today because he's here. We have to serve God with a passion. He loves us. We love the world. But we don't love the ways of the world. And we're not going to align with the ways of the world. We just want to do what is right before him. And he loves us. You know, God loves you this morning. 
every one of you. He loves you deeply. All he's asking is just a simple yes, God. Take me wherever you will. He knows you cannot do it on your own. And he, but he's willing to help if any time, any time you cry out for help. Let him speak to your heart today. He is here with us. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus is here with us today. I pray that he will empower your heart today to make that decision. No games, no just going to church. I will serve God with everything. Everything. My whole life surrendered to him. Whether I am loved by men or not loved by them. Hated. Doesn't matter. I will follow you, Jesus. I will follow you. From the bottom of my heart, I will follow you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? How much would you have to give in exchange for your soul? Today, my children, I speak to you as my dear children. You are greatly loved and I want to help you. I want to take you to a height that you've never known. But the desire to please and to live in the ways of the world have come between me and you. Therefore, today I ask you, put away those things and let me in. For I have a plan for your life. You've done it your way all this time. But today, I want to do it my way in your life. Let me do it. Let me take your hand. Let me lift you up. Let me show you the way. You will have light. You will have peace. You will have contentment. Your needs will be met. And you will follow me. You will have eternal life. Why don't you trust in my word today and let me be me in your life says the Lord I'm asking you today that's just tongues and interpretation for the word I'm asking you today I need you God needs you to surrender to him I've heard that very clearly some of you need to surrender certain things. I know that without a doubt. Some of you here, God's been talking to you. This thing, surrender it to me. Today is that day. If you let go, God will. And the rest of us, we just need to get closer to him. And be willing to suffer, if need be, for his sake. The time for convenient Christianity is over. We are in the last day. We can serve him even when it's not convenient to do so. Even when we are tired, we can serve him. If that's you today, and I hope it's everyone here, would you stand up? Let's dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Let's dedicate ourselves to the Lord. God's going to do something with our lives. Every one of you. I'm looking at very great people before God right now. 
And I believe God. God will do something with all of us here at the Ark Fellowship. I want you to pull yourself up. Because God is for us. And tell yourself, I'm going to the next level. Amen? I'm going to the next level. No more excuses. I'm going to the next level. I am willing to suffer for his sake. I am. By the grace of God, by his mercy, by his grace, I've done a little bit of suffering. In that time, it it seemed like it was great. No. I'm willing, by the grace of God, even if it means to lay down my life. And I ask you to be willing to say, we don't know the future, but you can. I want you to, from your heart, God, help me. I'm willing to lay my life down for your sake. Just like Peter said, how many are willing to do that today? But then, let God help you back that with action. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I thank you for your people today. We are rededicating our lives to our God. And we know that you are here with us. Every one of us. Man, woman, boy, girl. We are dedicating our lives to our God. Help us today in the name of Jesus. And we surrender our lives to you. Take our lives in your hand. Direct our lives the way you choose. In the name of Jesus. Fill our hearts with your love. Love for God. And love for our fellow man. Inside the church and outside the church. Be standing firm for righteousness. And that which is right before your eyes. Give us the grace. And the strength. To stand even in the face of opposition. Doing what is right. Before your eyes. Lord I thank you for everyone that is standing before you today. Lord God, behold us from, from your throne in heaven and show us your mercy and your great grace. Thank you, Father, for your people. They are your people. We are your people. Pour yourself upon our lives. Holy Spirit, take control over our lives completely. We surrender today in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Turn around. Amen. Thank you.